everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Chat. And guess what? It is also our last episode of 2023. But Yay. don't worry. Oh, God, Chess. Okay. Um, <laughs> but don't worry. That doesn't mean that our season seven is over with. We will definitely return in 2024. But until then, we just want to tell you that we have just a little bit to discuss tonight. But before we hop into everything, let's check in to our co-host, Chaz, my dear. How are you? I am great. I'm on vacation. So I am wonderful right now. No, that's right. Period. And then, Rodrigo, what about you, my dear? I am great. I'm on vacation starting Friday for the rest of the year. So I am doing fabulous. Thank you. I bet you are doing fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, ain't nobody working at the government. For the- no. <laughs> well, nobody works anyway there. So. That part. Until January. We'll, we'll see y'all and holler at y'all in January. That's, that's the hidden secret. Y'all don't know that you already know, so it's okay. Exactly. Well, I sent an email on December 27th, <laughs> and I did not get it until the 3rd. You'll be all right. Not the email. <laughs> Um, <laughs> look, that'd be me too at my school. I'm like, oh, well, y'all. Uh, 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 well, not, uh, out of office, right? Out of office is on. Y'all, y'all know what I'll be back. Period. Uh, and then Tiggs, how about you, my dear? How are you? I'm doing good. Was off yesterday and today, so I ain't on no vacation. But I'm off on Christmas day after Christmas, so I get. I take. See, yeah, you get it sometime. You gotta get. That well, no, I, you know, I'm on. No, I am on vacation from school. I can go two oh, weeks yeah, yeah, no assignments, no quizzes, no. Ugh. Yeah, nah, good for you. Dis- discussion posts and shit, but I did mm-hmm. in my last oh, two classes I with an A minus. Yeah, I did in these last two classes with an A minus, y'all. So I still got my four point oh. Oh, come on now. I got I got two code I got two coding classes with labs starting in January, and I think I have some little prerequisite class, and by March that'll be it. Look at you! And I just had to. Lily I have to take a um, yeah, I have to take uh my national coding exam. Well, when I study for it, because them holds a two hundred dollars a pop, and I'm only taking that bitch once. So I'm gonna yeah, study like man. hell for it. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, you don't want to take that twice. Oh hell no! It, it's different yeah. when you fail a test you had paid for. Because I definitely, I used to be. <laughs> We'll talk about this offline. I was going to say Grey's Anatomy podcast, Wade. Like, oh, sorry, because no, I, <laughs> I, 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 anyway, go ahead. Oh, my Lord, Alan, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Good. I'm very happy for you. Um. So anyway, let's hop into some of these topics, you all. So kicking it over to NBC, well, Peacock, Lord, see, it's out of habit. Peacock's Days of Our Lives has cast Anna Lynn McCord and coming straight from Deadline, quoting their article, the 90210 star has signed a one-year contract to play Marin on Peacock's Days of Our Lives. Her character is described as a, quote, fascinating and complicated woman who is devastatingly beautiful, almost angelic in her outward appearance, the desire of many, but her heart belongs to only one man who continues to push her away for her own good. 
McCord's character will appear later in 2024. McCord played Naomi Clark on the CW's 90210 from 2008 to 2013. Her other credits include The Night Shift, Secrets and Lies, Let's Get Physical, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. She is repped by innovative artists, Vault Entertainment, and Yorn Levine. Uh, So, kind of lots of speculation on Twitter. Like, I mean, the floodgates open. We're all speculating that perhaps this could be a recast for Abigail Devereaux Demera, who died um, in 2022 by the hands of Clyde Weston. Um, so very interesting thing. I speculated on Twitter right away, and I know this sounds like a stretch, um, but Ashley Benson, who played Abby, at one point, years and years ago, played Hannah Marin on Pretty Little Liars, and I'm like, oh, Anna Lynn McCord definitely looks like she could be an Abby recast, and her code character name is Marin, so I'm like, maybe she is Abby, um, but Alan, let's go to you. What do you think of this news, and do you think this is Abby? Well, she better be playing an important character, because the latest got a name actress to play, like, Sloane's long-lost sister or some shit like that, that's a fucking waste of money. Daisy's not in good enough shape to be doing shit like that. Like getting when they got Joe Marini, the big dick guy from Sex and the City, the movie, to play like nothing character Ted. That's a waste of money too. They need to be hitting, going on a full on apology tour next year, and they she better be playing fucking Abby or someone important. If it's a new character, it better be a fucking great new character. Better be the best new character ever if it is. <laughs> um, but Tiggs, let's go to you. We uh haven't heard much about uh Janet Spellman yet and what we can expect with her taking over executive producership. So this is kind of like the first thing, and it's quite a big thing. This is quite a big name star from Primetime in recent years. So Tiggs, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, she better be Abigail Joanne. That's what she better be. And I understand that Days have a big problem with a lot of the characters being related to each other. But like Alan said, we don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. We already have a shit ton. Nobody cared, cared about Gwen. Nobody cares about Leo. We finally got rid of Dimitri, thank God. Harris needs to go. Like, I, we don't care. We don't care. I don't give a damn if she is going to be the best new character of the year. Sloan started off great, too. Look what they did to her. Like Melinda Trask has always been a good character. Look what they didn't did to her. Wendy started off strong. Look what they did to her. So it's like I don't have much faith in this. Just she just better be somebody we care about because I, I don't. We don't need no new characters. Not right now. Especially if you're trying to build story off of a new character. No. Because who's she chasing after? And they're gonna push her away for her own. Well, who? It ain't gonna be Chad. That because I'm like, well, it may not be Abigail because. That's what they describe with the character, but it could be a small screen. This is days, you know. They taped so far in advance, maybe they didn't want no leaks. I don't know. Even Ron himself said that the show ain't gonna get better till like May or June. Well, duh, we knew that shit. So we just gotta suffer for six more months. <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I like Angela McCord. Naomi was my girl on Island Twenty. I had to go back to rewatch that. But I uh, yeah. Yeah, I love I her. I wonder what made her I wonder what made her go like like 
was was thing just that drawn up after the strike was over? <laughs> well, but, I'm like, know, been hired during the strike, though. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And then, because I mean, that strike went on for months and months, so she could have been hired during that. I'm just surprised that they got her to ink a one year deal. I mean, that's interesting. That's why I think she like could be Abby or could be somebody we know. Like you said, Tiggs, like Days throws up a lot of smoke screens because they shoot so far in advance. Um, but yeah, it was really what piqued my interest was the fact that they got her to sign a one year deal. Because like my whole thing is the only person in that age range she could be is Abigail. Okay. Uh, I guess she could be Noel Curtis, but they're not bringing that character back. No. She's a bit too young to be Cassie Bray. So it's just like, Who's she gonna be? Exactly. Like, like, I mean, you know, she could be Joy Wesley. That'd be nice. I would um, like. Yeah, as that character. So I, shout out. We gonna see because <laughs> until I start seeing the proof in the pudding, I'm side eyeing days till about Father's Day because I'm just like shout. Out. Cause we won't we we won't start seeing glimpses of Janice days until like about March. Cause Avril got canned back in August. So between them going dark and all that stuff, I think like around Easter, like late March, early April, we'll start seeing small little changes, and then we won't see nothing full blown to the sun. Oh yeah, it's gonna be like very gradual, and but I did love how shady Ron was with that comment. <laughs> Um, Rodrigo, what about you? What are your thoughts on Anna Lynn joining Days? And do you think this is Abigail? I'm 80-20 sure it's Abigail. Um, this description they had. First of all, I hate when they do descriptions of characters that are coming here. And they're like, she's pushed away by someone that's keeping her away. I'm like, Okay. And her name is Marin. Like, why would we care if a character named Marin is pushed away by someone she knows? Like, we, we don't care about that. She better be somebody in a named character. The 60th anniversary is next year. Don't bullshit around with that. Uh, well, the beginning of the season of the 60th is next year. So let's start off on the right foot with Ron and Janet's tenure but this is a good get for the show and I, I mean look i'm not surprised with primetime stars coming to daytime it's nothing new they're coming to play here because they see the success look, look at jeff colbert and robert gossett and those cats coming and playing with us and winning emmys and you know what i mean and like getting to collaborate and uh and do something new and challenging and, and that's what you want as an actor is to do something new and challenging and the difference between primetime and daytime and you've heard these primetime actors and they go to daytime they're like god damn we didn't know it was this much work but those that can stick with it they do and those that can't they can't and we're gonna see how this goes but i'm excited about this and of course you know this is Janice's vision, and she has a vision of what she wants for the show. I can't wait to see what it is. And I trust someone that's been there for as long as she has. Yeah, she, her first day was yeah. 
people taking hope on the motorcycle. So I mean, so she's been <laughs> there, done that, yeah, seen it all. So we're not gonna start a tenure with no bullshit. So whoever this character, if it, even if it's not Abigail, it's gonna be someone tied to history. It's got to be. There's no way. It's gotta be someone new, new. Like no, the audience was not. They're not gonna accept anybody new, new. No. Yeah, and like if it is a new character, like you said, Rodrigo, it still needs to be, I think, new tied to history. Like, I agree with you. Like, you know, did uh, Steven Schnetzner's character have a daughter? Like, you know, like, it's got to be like, did Steve Olsen have a daughter? It's got to be something still connected to history because the show... Like, I know we always need new people on soaps, and we've had great success with some characters recently, like Audra and Young and Restless. But, like, Days is... Like, look at the Horton Christmas photo. There's two Hortons. Ooh, that was sad. That, that was, was sad. Yeah. It's like, That'd what be- is Everett doing? <laughs> <laughs> they like, three Daenerys. I'm like, who the fuck are these? Yeah, like, yeah. That, that y'all, was y'all know how I feel. How I feel Ooh. about days and one of my favorite things is looking forward to them hanging them damn ornaments every year. And I saw that picture. I, I had to sit my phone down. I'm like, mm-mm. I'm like, come on, y'all. Like, we y- the show is safe for right now. They ain't got to worry about a renewal until for what another year or so. Cause this current contract until September 2025. So I'm just like. No, y'all need to write this motherfucking show like the show from Kansas. All four of these motherfucking selves. Write this shit like y'all going off the air tomorrow. Shit. Write this shit like you got a gun in your motherfucking hand. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So yeah, we'll have to keep checking back for more details about Anna Lynn McCord and can't wait to see who she steps in as in late 2024. Uh, meanwhile, there's some more casting news, but this time at The Bold and the Beautiful. So this comes right from our friends at Daytime Confidential. Taylor fans say goodbye to Dr. Hayes. The Bold and the Beautiful has decided not to renew uh, the contract of Krista Allen. Allen, who took over the role of the beloved fan favorite in 2021, told Deadline she found out in October her contract wasn't going to be renewed after participating in the cast photo shoot. Alan told the trade site, the craziest thing is right before I got dropped, I did the cast photo shoot. And then the next week, they called and said, we're not going to keep your third year. And thank you very much. You were wonderful. And thank you. Goodbye. And I was like, what? Alan, who is nominated for outstanding, who was nominated for outstanding supporting actress for B&B, explained how it was tough for her to keep silent on the situation after fans kept asking on Twitter when she'd return. So, Chaz, let's go to you. This is nothing new for B&B. We just lost Rena Sofer not too long ago. We've just lost Darren Brooks. More talent on its way out. Well, what are your thoughts? <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. surprise. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's not a surprise. This is what Brad Bell does. This is, I mean... It doesn't make any sense to have a character like Taylor who definitely belongs on the canvas. Now, I can't 
talk about any of the storylines that's going on right now because I haven't watched in a long time. But I enjoyed her as Taylor. Um, she got she gave a different spin to it. Um, and she actually kind of reminded me a little bit of what Taylor was in like in the mid '90s or so, um, with with a different like almost a younger spin to the character. But I, I definitely enjoyed her in the role. She did some different things. It, it wasn't you know Hunter Tyler's Hunter Tylo's Taylor, but she did you know she did. I thought she brought her own to it. So for her, for them to just have her leave out the show, it was like, all right, you took the picture, everything happened. All right, well, we ain't renewing your contract. Have a good day. That's kind of wild. Because I'm like, I ain't taking no pictures with y'all. Has she known? I'm like, I ain't taking no picture with you. Um, <laughs> I like, wish you would take a picture. Hey, you want to take a picture? Hell no. I don't take no picture with you. Um, but this is what Brad does. Brad does this quite often. You know, a couple years ago, we had a thorn. Thorn was used for three months. We didn't see thorn again until this father got sick. Um, they did Arena Sofa. Arena Sofa wasn't used for a long time. They just wrote her ass out. Um, it's just that he does this revolving thing with characters on the show. But my question is, is like, okay, what you going to do now? Because, like, there's not really much going on on the show other than the terrible ass Eric is dying but not really, because we know he' about to be a Christmas miracle. And Eric ain't dead no more. He's still here. We already know. We see where that's going. But it's just like there was no need. If you were going to do this to the character, what was the point of bringing it back? Because all she did was be friends with Sheila for a half a day, and then play in Ridge's face and play with uh, Brooke for uh, was the storyline we've been seeing for the last thirty years. So it's just like, what was the point? So I mean I I think Krista Allen is is a really good actress, and for you know to put somebody through that and like use it for that short amount of time with real no, no real plan, after you know everything went off with Ridge and Brooke and Ridge went finally went back to Brooke like he always does, and didn't really have a plan for her. It was just like okay you just did this for the eighty thousandth time with the same ass storyline, and now you bored and now she gone. That's 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 unfair to the actress. You know, it's some, that's some bullshit, but that's typical Brad Bill. Well, and I think, you know, because it is typical Brad, like you so smartly said, Chaz, it's like the show is really in trouble because who is the show going to be about? Like, yeah. Well, Steffi and, 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 and Liam and somebody else in a minute. They, they always go back to, if, if it's not Brooke, Ridge, and uh, Taylor, it's going to be Steffi, uh, Liam and whoever else they put in the mix. It's, it's, that's how the show it's been like that for the last 10-11 years. That's oh, what the show is going to be about. It's about a bunch of you know, people who just turned 40 and a bunch of people who just turned 70. It's like there's no in between. Like the show is so not fresh. It's like coasting on fumes. They're getting rid of talent. They're not bringing in anybody new or exciting you know there's no nick maroney recast there's no um story for bill there's no interesting story for brooke like the show is just there like it's like okay what's the point of writing the show if you're not gonna tell any storyline like what'd you say alan Bill might turn out to be Luna's father, so that's going to be a story next no, year. Nobody care about that. I don't that care about that girl. I mean, but the thing is, is that it's just you know about to do that to an actress. You know, like 
why bring her on, do this big build-up, Taylor's back, have her involved in, like, a half of a storyline. She was involved. The biggest thing that she did was the whole, you know, thing with Sheila and stuff to me, and then they put her put in front of Ridge again, and then there was like, all right, well, we ain't got shit else to do with you, so bye, which is She's similar to what they did with Rena Sulphur. Yeah. So... Like you, it's, it's not fair to the actress to do to do people like that. To me, it's not. You didn't have a plan for it to begin with. You just wanted to bring her on to rehash a storyline we've seen eighty thousand times, and then not use utilize the actress like she should have been. Because Taylor was more, has always been more than just the one that dangles in front of Ridge. You know, she has our own family. They have that whole family. There's there is so much more you could have done with Taylor. Um, digging into her son's mental illness, being tired of, you know, dealing with her daughter. Taylor has been on that canvas since the 90s. So she has a huge history that you could have drawn into as a character instead of just dangling her in front of Ridge again. There's so much more that she could have done. You know, she had her own problems with alcoholism. She had her own issues. So I don't, why they just did her like that, just to, to do, you know, this quick arc with Ridge again just to put him back with Brooke was stupid. Well, and they like hugely, hugely successfully recast this role. Like, I would say, you know, there have been great recasts the past decade, but I would say this has been one of the most successful recasts of the past decade. I mean, fans, myself included, went nuts for Krista Allen. Um, yeah. I liked fan- her. At first, I was scared. I was like, oh, no, that ain't my favorite. But she took she she made the role her own, which is what you know you're supposed to do to be as an actress. You know she again she wasn't Hunter Tylo, but she made the role her own, and I like grew to like her in that actual role. You know, so uh, it just it makes it just feels weird. You know, when when shows do things like this and it doesn't make sense. You know, on the canvas because I, I can understand if she was just like a character that was just introduced you know, didn't really work out that well or whatever. And they're like, all right, she's gone. We don't care. This is Taylor Forrester or Taylor Hayes Forrester. She's been on this show for over 30-something years. For y'all to play this character the way that she did doesn't make sense. Her children lead the show. Like, her daughter leads the whole entire show. The show, let's just be real. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. The show the past decade has been about Steffi. It's Mm -hmm. like, Say for, you know, those little years that Jackie left, um, you know, to go star in Final Destination movies where she gets her eyes fried. But, you know, it's like the show is about Taylor's daughters. So you think they would have investment in Taylor as well. Like, yeah. And I, it's just, you know, and I know I, I don't know if if the plan is to ultimately bring Hunter Tyler back. I don't know if she's coming I back. It don't sound like she is. Because well, it sounded well, like last time she was like, I ain't never, ever, ever getting back together. But mm-hmm. what would be your thoughts if she did come back? If Hunter Tylo came back, they're going to have to go to the Hunter Tylo of the 90s. Not this last iteration and the one before where she was shooting folks, walking around, making these crazy eyed faces to the camera. And these, it just. Walking in canes. It just if it, 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 it was the last time I saw her, I was like, I do not want this version of Taylor on my screen ever again, because it was crazy, wild out. It didn't make any sense to have her come back and be crazy. It was just like, what are y'all doing? 
But if they if she does come back, she's got to come back as the who the character actually is, not who Brad is trying to tell us who she is when we didn't watch the thirty years. Because this last version, no, ma'am, I don't want to see that no more. Ever, <laughs> Rodrigo. Let's go to you. What are your thoughts on Alan being out? Um, I'm. Like Chad said, this is Brad being Brad. I mean, I'm not surprised. He has a history of bringing big names for recasts or roles, and he gets bored with them, and they are off the show or off contract. You never hear from them again. Um, It was just strange that Taylor comes in and just, like, was one of the five people that kept telling Finn that he has to do something about Sheila. And then... She was gone. Um, and then you never heard from her. And it was like, it's. I think she left like in her last air day was like October or November around that time. And, and we're like, where'd Taylor come in? But people are like, they thought she was coming because Brad has, you know, puts a lot of characters, you know, on break for a little bit. You don't see them for a while and he'll bring them back. And there was a lot of promise. I mean, Taylor and Deacon were sniffing around each other. I thought they were going in that direction. And you see where they went. And then Taylor and Brooks kind of like BFF romance they had. That went nowhere. It was dumb and, you know, didn't know, did not do her any favors. And then she's stuck in another ridge and Brooke vortex of hell and where Taylor loses again and it's 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 never made sense her return has never it was promising but she has never she never got to lead a story on her own she never got to showcase more of her talents um I wish she had won the Emmy I mean just for petty just the petty Emmy want her to go up there and just be like uh, kiss my ass. Um, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. You cool. You cool, Catherine. Like it's like your fault, girl. It's your fault, girl. Ellen Parker moment. <laughs> I want her to school me. I, I was looking forward to that little moment, and she had the little. It's her outfit she had on the daytime. It was. I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna put up whatever I want. Fuck what you thought I was gonna wear. This is what I want to wear. Y'all want to run the, the, the they run the news. Oh, the day of the Emmys. I was like, oh, y'all got to wait till Monday. But okay. Oh, uh, but like the day yeah, of the okay. Emmys, and she becomes hot news on the red carpet. I'm just like, oh, y'all fucked up her moment. And that would have been so beautiful to see. But Krista is a professional. And it doesn't sound like didn't nobody else know because she was like, I ain't hear nothing but for nobody casting nothing. No. I would have been telling everybody, but like, oh, they let me go, girl. I'm down the no, street. Let's go, let's go to the yes. sisters and get a drink. There's a bit of a culture <laughs> in the Bell world, especially at Bold. Um, you know, if you get let go or fire, whatnot, chances are you may get brought back from bread later down the line. So sometimes you may not want to burn your bridges because you never know when you might need a CBS check. But Chris, my ass, wrote, you find my ass. I ain't coming back. Chris, uh, you know, she she rose above. She's a professional. You know, it was weird how she was let go. She did say it was weird. It was like, wow, I do the cast photo, and then the next week I'm gone. Okay. 
Uh, you might as well not invite me to the cast photo because well, I wouldn't have been there. I would have been both middle fingers up. Uh, fuck you. I ain't taking no fucking picture at your show. That was, I was like, okay, so I'm not part of the family anymore. Okay. So, so poor didn't know, she said, didn't nobody call her. Um, nothing. Didn't say another cast, didn't say bye. Nobody said the, nothing. But the to way her. she was fine. Thank you for your services, girl. You were good. Bye. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like she was a tip agency. Ooh, <laughs> welcome to the. This is the reality of acting in Hollywood, like especially on these type of sets. And oh, that's so terrible. It's horrible. It is horrible. But welcome to the Brad Bell of the firing vortex. That 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 this that's what it is, and it ain't gonna change, unfortunately. But Krista, yeah. I wish I wish for casting her for some parts. Like, like I can see her back on days as Billy. Now that Jen is in charge over there, maybe they can bring her back. But that'd be nice. Or I did. Well, I'm not gonna say the other one because I got in trouble for that one. But I'm not gonna why say. I thought that was a good. I thought that was a good recap. <laughs> Who you said? What you said? What you said? I, I said Brenda Barrett on Jerry Oswald, but I just you know. I'm sorry, Vanessa is not coming back to do the show, y'all. It's just the lowest aesthetic. Yes, Krista has that look where she can be. She recasted Lisa Renner. She recasted Hunter Tyler. Why not? She, why not do Vanessa myself? I mean, what's well, going on? But, but, but she. Uh, or they give her own, give her own role, or she could get her own role, or or get because yeah, like or recast for a part that hasn't been seen in like decades or something like that. That's no, but no, Rodrigo, I get what you were saying. I get what yeah. you were saying with the whole Brenda thing. But it's just like, it, to me, it's not going to hit unless it's next. It ain't. And then, you know, these rumors going around that Mo could be retiring soon. What's the point? What's Those the point? rumors have been going around for 15 years, though. So, I mean, what, I mean, what? but, but he, uh, the man is 60 now, uh, Casey. And he, Lord knows he's a man enough goddamn money. Yeah, I don't know what you like. No, no, no what I'm just saying is like. They paying that man, he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Every, do, every single year we do his, you know, tucked face, no lips picture, you know, of him holding the champagne glass, you know. Child, the same way Ken Shrana go and rallies the truth when he thinks he's fired. That's right. how it was. <laughs> That's how I mean, no, no, I get that. I get that. Because Susan Flannery did it for years, too, before she was fired. And I'm sorry, Jane. But it's just like. I'll get on you too, girl Jane, because you're like, I am done. I've had 65 years. Wow. So Jane Elliott said, Girl, I was child. Let me come back over here and like do, you know, I'm gonna get but my yeah. Little- but no, like I said, no, <laughs> I but no, now, now I will, I will take her as a friend of the weekend if it we gonna ever get Sonny and Carly again. Krista, come on, baby. Come on. No, it's a possibility for her. I she is a great she's a great well, and I had uh, Tessa's mom. I mean, like give yeah. her a six on the young and the restless as Tessa's mom. Like mm, that maybe it maybe. don't have to be anything long term. It could be a short arc. Yeah. It could be you know we know how the business is now. Like so, I, I'm not expecting her to get another con like a big contract role on a show again. Mm. But she'd be good for like a good short term arc. On one of these shows, or if they bring back Billy on days, that would be a uh, a look. They need I think it, yeah, I think I think that would be fine. Her and Dan Fugarigo, I can see because it would. I wouldn't mind seeing Billy without Bowen Hope. 
You know what I'm saying? I would love for her to find her exactly. own love and yeah. stuff like that. But I just have the feeling this is day now. Because y'all know damn well, if they would have brought her back as Billy with Alvin Lars, bitch ass being that, they would have turned her to a watered down version of Hope and threw her ass with race. No, that's what they would have did. And it would have oh, without, yeah, it would have been a race Jada Billy triangle. <laughs> yep, yep, because she's already a cop and working with the ISA. They just would have turned her to a watered down version of Hope. And I don't want to see that. <laughs> like, but you know, I wouldn't mind her back as Billy. I, she wasn't my favorite Billy. I know my Billy is Julia Pence. That's because the character changed so much under Krista Allen. It wasn't about her acting or anything. She was just a totally different character versus Lisa Reynolds did. And, yes. yeah, like, you know, she was basically a new character named it. Because all the shit she was doing, Lisa Reynolds' version when they did that. But, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind her back as Billy, you know. I knew you didn't act for you, Casey, but hell, I'm talking anyway. Brad Bell's a fucking moron. We've seen this millions of times. You successfully recast Taylor. Successfully. And you do nothing with her because all he sees Taylor as is for Ridge and Brooke and somebody that's going to be in Stephanie and Thomas's bids. That's all he thinks Taylor exists to do. And like Chad said, when Hunter Tyler was last there, the cane and shooting people and, and the blonde hair and the crazy looks, and he turned Taylor into a caricature. Yep. And that's what, and I'm, that's what pissed Hunter Tyler off. Hunter Tyler was pretty much going through the same thing that Ron Mawson and Susan Flannery went through. Y'all saw the video of Ron Mawson saying, like, look, I don't miss the grind, but I do miss the people. I miss the show. I love the fans. But it was just some things going on behind the scenes. It wasn't right. So I talked to Susan. Susan said, fuck that. I'm out, too. And that was that. So, I mean, mm. it, it, it was just a waste of time. Like, I, I would have loved to see Taylor away from Ridge and Brooke. And the whole dynamic is fucked with me because she actually has chemistry with Taurus and K. Why keep Richard Brooke together when they don't have chemistry anymore? Taurus and K has had chemistry with every goddamn woman he's been playing with on this show, but Catherine can lie. I would have been, they would have been fine him, I didn't him with Shauna for a while. It's just like, like Brad is so stubborn. He just has this thing with Ridge and Brooklyn. You know well, goddamn it, you should have went out of your way to find a Ridge that had chemistry with Catherine Kelly Lane, and you didn't. You wanted to cast the big soap name, and now we've been stuck with Torrance and Kate for a decade, and now he done won this damn Emmy. You really stuck with him. Oh. So it's just like, I, I, I think they did so much with Taylor. Because at least when Kristen Allen came on, she felt like Taylor again. Brad wasn't writing for like a fucking cartoon character. But it's just like, this woman is in her 50s. She's a grandmother now. She's a world-renowned psychiatrist. She would not still be chasing after Ridge. Even same thing with Brooke. I I'm watching all these old episodes. Brooke stayed in that motherfucking lab. Stayed at work. They forgot why about can, that. Why can't can Brooke go back to that? Like, yes, Brooke doesn't have to because she's filthy, stinking, fucking rich. We get that, but Catherine Kelly Lane is still vibrant and sexy. Like, wh why doesn't Brooke want to do that? Why does she want to get into the lab and, you know, like what Ashley was doing when she was on the show? Why can't Brooke go into the lab and be like, you know what? I think Forrester needs a, a, a fragrance song. Let's do that. Well, they, or they, some they, shit they, like they, that. They, like, like, let her rediscover her passion for being a chemist again. She's more than a fucking appendage to Ridge. And at the end of the day, she didn't protrude most that goddamn family than Ridge ever did. Especially the last decade or so. Ridge ain't did shit. But bitch moan and complain. 
and be well, there's there's been a shift to the Brooks character um to just be oh my god everything is about Ridge you know because yeah, no, they turned when, her into a the, into a sexy version of Beth Lowe. she ain't just like her mom and that yeah and it, that's it, how much they water like Brooke that. she was yeah, never she, like that she used like, to rant she used to run for the creations I mean mm -hmm. give me a break you know she was, I was she, telling my boyfriend was, like Katie and Don are pretty much the same characters they've always been. But his mm -hmm. books have been watered down. Yeah. And it's just Very like, for so. what? Like, she's the only character we have left that's comparable to Erica Kane. Like, Brooke should be driving story, thinking about more shit than Ridge and her fucking children. Brooke has a million fucking kids, and they all grown. And if you want her to be involved with a kid, and that could have been something for Taylor. Where's Jack? That's one thing. Taylor and Brooke could be fighting over Jack. He's biologically Brooke's son, but Taylor gave birth to him. The chemo. Why can't right. we get some? Why, about why can't that get, kid. Yeah, why can't we? Why can't we get some pissy little 16, 17 year old with mommy issues? Why can't we get I mean, that? You know what I'm saying? Now. Well, well, oh yeah. Oh, we can get some young man. We just and yeah. he just pissy. You know, he acts like Nick. He adores his father, but he missed time with his mother and. You know, he could have came back because I got something for both you motherfuckers. Both of y'all abandoned me. It will work. I mean, it, I mean, because, you know, Brooke never considered him her son because, you know, it was all kind of stupid-ass Bridget fucking everything up. And then, like I said, Taylor gave birth to the woman just gave, gave him the nick. So it's like, that boy should have severe abandonment issues, and he should want to cut both of them motherfuckers out. Like, that's a story right there. Like all of this, stuff, like it's so much they can do with this show, but they're just still so focused. Like for once, for once, Steffi or Hope aren't with Liam. Take advantage of that. No, that don't mean put Liam with somebody, but let Liam step into his villain era. Let him be fucking with Steffi and Finn and Thomas and Hope. Let them all see what the fans have seen. This motherfucker is more like Bill than even Bill realized. He was always doping on Wyatt. Liam's the motherfucker that act just like you and your punk ass daddy. So, like, let's lean into that. Let Liam stay, you know, single for a while and be villains. Let Stephanie and Hope be happy with their men. There were times when Brooke and Taylor were happy with other men and wasn't sniffing around Ridge. Why can't Stephanie and Hope have that too? Like, progress this along. Like, Ridge gonna make all these decisions regarding Eric. You're making all these decisions, but Stephanie, the goddamn CEO. Ridge, you ain't got no saying shit. Your daughter is your boss, motherfucker. So why are you making all these damn decisions? Eric can die right now. It don't change shit. Steffi still runs Force of Creations. And yeah, throws you out on your ass if she wants to. Yeah. So why, why is he left making all these decisions? And Lord knows I don't want him moving into that goddamn mansion thinking he's a damn patriarch of the family with his childish ass. I'm like, I would rather have Steffi in that mansion. with yeah, her. Exactly, at this point. Yeah. Because so what Ridge is the oldest, so he the oldest, but he he ain't the oldest. He ain't the oldest source. I'm child. It's like we Ridge, all know that. Ridge and Brooke can just be at Brooke's house and Steffi Exactly. And that's saying Ridge but man, he never had his own place. If he wasn't staying with his parents, he was staying with Brooke or Taylor. That exactly. motherfucker didn't get his own place until he was afforded uh, 50. Mm-hmm. But Alan, oh, let's... oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, go ahead. 
<laughs> um, Alan, let's go to you. What do you think of Chris Allen's uh, exit? Disappointing, but not surprising, because we all know Brad Bell's track record. He has a attention span of a five-year-old on crack. And there's people on Twitter trying to blame us on Catherine Kelly Lane. You, what the fuck? You think Catherine Kelly Lane is a fucking overlord of Bowling Beautiful? Or she just all, oh, she's my competition. Get rid of her Brad for me. And get rid of her sofa. And everyone else you ever hired. And write Brooke like a twit. And like this intelligent woman who's a chemist. And who was ran the company. Oh, yeah, Brad Bell, do that for me. Write Brooke like a fucking moron. I love that. Fuck you, dumbasses. I agree with Alan. I'm sorry. That's just stupid. If you're on Twitter talking about Catherine Kelly had, had to get rid of this girl, the character been on the show almost the same amount of time Catherine Kelly ain't been on the damn show. So why would she say, let's get rid of this character and write them out? That's fucking stupid. That's mad. That tells me y'all watch, start watching the show a year ago and you know no history about the show and about the, the history between Taylor and Brooke. So why would she want somebody to actually write, be written off? And get rid of her. Y'all sound stupid. You don't know your history. Shut the hell up. Period. Well, speaking of all of these wonderful actresses and actors and writers and directors, let's now turn our attention to discussing the 50th annual Daytime Emmy Awards, which aired this past week <laughs> on PBS and streamed live and next day airing on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> So, uh, l- oh, God. be nice. <laughs> no, you gotta, you, you gotta say, you gotta say two nice things about. Yeah, the let's, let, okay. Let's start pause. Let's start with the positive. positive. Let's start let's with get the those positive. out the way. Get those out the way. Yes. Come on, positive spin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Uh, I'm happy for Allie Mills. Um, yes, yes, and, amen. Um, love Allie Mills. I, uh, I, oh wow, um, oh, another one. Um, I liked, not liked, loved Tabiana Allie's gown. Um, there are my the black on. She had, she, had oh, she had the red. She red. Had red. red. It was like this sequin number, and her hair was all done up. And fabulous. Ten. And her Ten. Eden McCoy looked fabulous. Um, our girl Eden. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, that's all I got. Let's discuss these categories. Shit. I, to, <laughs> if, if y'all know two positives, I, I don't know. Fuck. Say them later. Um, but anyway. So let's start behind the scenes. Uh, Outstanding directing team for a drama series. The nominees once again were The Bay, Days of Our Lives, The Bold and the Beautiful, General Hospital, Beyond Salem Chapter 2, and The Young and the Restless. Uh, This was also the same nominees for Outstanding Writing Team for a Daytime Drama. Uh, So for directing, General Hospital took that award, and for writing, The Young and the Restless took that award. General Hospital decided to submit the episodes in which Holly, uh, quote, found herself on fire. And The Young and the Restless decided (laughs) to submit the episodes of Chelsea attempting suicide on the roof of the Grand Phoenix. So, Tiggs, let's go to you first. What are your reactions to GH taking directing and Y&R taking writing? 
Josh Griffith and Frank Valentini know how to pick a reel. I mean, you know, Jill Farron Phelps was the master at this. Yep. Jill Farron Phelps could fuck up, make all these horrible decisions, but she gave us one good episode of General Hospital that year, and that bitch walked away with the end. And that's all that it was. <laughs> like, you know, Josh just know how to pick a reel and so does Frank. Ron ain't never been good at picking reels. And apparently, neither has Albert Alaw. But I do say, beyond Salem, mm -mm. no, they should have got best right. No, Beyonce was fabulous. All five episodes, fabulous. <laughs> well, I don't see how they didn't get because, like, a broken clock is right twice a day. Anybody could pull one decent episode out of their ass for the year. But Beyonce, all five damn episodes was fabulous. Well, because it's like they allow these people in, right? You know, they allow the Beyonce limbs, they allow the Bay, mm -hmm. but, like, you don't give them any love. Like, I was fine with GH winning directing. I'm like, whatever. The show always looks fabulous. Um, mm -hmm. And directors are great, especially, you know, the legendary Fido Xavier. So, like, that, fine. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And, like, Y&R, the episodes were well-written. I was glued to my screen when it came to those episodes, but that was mostly because of Melissa Clare. But it's, like, the Bay I mean, not the Bay. Beyond Salem, I agree with you, Tiggs. They could have taken this. It was a crisp five episodes. They were fabulous. Mm -hmm. They were soap opera. They were love story. Like, they they should have just taken this one. And that's my thing, too. It's like, that's why I don't even accredit it to writing. Like, Sharon's cancer story got them to write an Emmy. That was Sharon Cates' Emmy. Just like, this this writing Emmy was Melissa Claire Eads. Your actresses got you that Emmy. Not your fucking right. It was the acting that got you that damn it. Yeah, it was. You know what? I will say it was the breakdown writer, the script writer, and Missy Claire who got them that in me. Because right, the show wasn't Josh's punk ass. Yeah, I'll give credit to Sarah Babel, who he decided to fire. Mm -hmm. So Exactly. Like, <laughs> you don't get credit because, oh, you, you, you pulled two decent storylines out your ass in a whole entire year. It's just this play I, you know, story is definitely his hail mary, and it may have gotten him another year on this fucking show. I think it did. Um, you know, with the, it's just it's difficult because you know, as fans of the show, right? Like we're we're not the we're not Emmy voters. I wish I was, but you know, we we watch the show. <laughs> you know, sometimes daily, sometimes semi daily, sometimes weekly or monthly. So we've seen the show throughout the entire year, and we know when it's bad and when and then when it's good. So when we look at, you have to, I guess, look at these shows a different way when we're talking about the Emmys is because they're just looking at that one particular episode or that one particular moment in time. What was the best at that moment? You know, we have we went through 95% trash just to come up. It's like TJ Maxx. You know, you got to go through a whole lot of shit just to get the one thing. And, you know, it's it's difficult because... It's it's a different era now as whereas with I know they've done this for a while, but it's a different era where you can be like, Oh, I don't know who's gonna take this one because all the shows were on fire in like all year. But when you know it is like, oh I know what they submitted, it was that one episode. When you compare it down like that, that's that's telling. You know, it was just like, Well, is that one episode that's the thing that they got in the Emmy or whatever? So I don't know. It's just it's well, weird because you, you we think about best right and I'm like, well shit, they had a terrible last year. And I'm like, well, that was one good thing they did. So 
Yeah. I've always wished, and the daytime Emmys will never do this, but I've always wished they would treat their writing category like how the WGA awards treat it. Because when it comes time for the WGA, you don't get a clip. You don't get an episode. What you get handed to you is the actual physical script that was written. Mm -hmm. And I wish Mm -hmm. they would treat it like that when it comes to this. Because it's like, this is a writing award. This isn't a drama award. This isn't a directing award. You don't need to see anything. You need to read the words on the page Mm -hmm. and not be influenced by the performance. Mm -hmm. Okay, these Emmy Emmy, uh, voters, they're not reading nothing. They don't want to read they want to watch. No, they want to watch. They nod off after two minutes of the clip. You did the well because read. you're only required to watch that amount. Yeah, they nod you off. Don't even watch the full clip. Yeah, they they nod off after two minutes of watching these scenes. And they, you think they're gonna read a script? No, they they're not doing that. My because there's no integrity in the voting. Yeah, process. they should make them read scripts because. I mean, we've seen it all. We've seen it all from Kim Zimmer to Erica Slazak to Mar West. We've seen this shit into sugar. If you're a real motherfucking actor, you can take the worst script you've ever seen in your fucking life and make somebody feel something off of it. And like Casey said, it should go off the writing and not just performances. Because the performances win the damn war. It's not the writing. It's the performance. Because, yeah, Josh Grew could have wrote that all day. But it was Jason Thompson and Missy E. Who got him that damn it? Um, but Rodrigo, what was your reaction? Uh, GH and Y and R. The GH win was kind of funny because I thought that Holly Fire thing was comedy. To be, I, I just I didn't. That was kind of like I didn't think they. Well, I don't know. Maybe because of the way they shot it, and like they could shoot fires indoors. I don't know, but I thought it was going to be for something else. But okay, um, the show <laughs> won. They, they won. I the think show. it's funny that they both won for 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 storylines that we both seen that we've seen before. Like mm-hmm. I remember Barbara being set on fire as the world turns. Yeah, that probably was. And then and then, so, and, then yeah. and then like the whole thing on the roof. We've seen that multiple times. So it's just like okay, and it was done a lot of this funny. Yeah, yeah. it's just no, so I funny think, to me. <laughs> well, I think GH won it because of song. sometimes with directing it feels like who has the best budget to produce a decent scene. That's what it felt like. Oh, GH had the money to set a stunt person on fire. Oh, let's give them the Emmy because, like I said, it was a goofy ass story plot point of them doing that with Holly. At least with Barb on As World Turns, that was a that was a a. a a turning point for that character. Barbara went from being the victim for 25 years to being like, fuck all you motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely right. GH has won, they've won this category three years in a row. So I mean they I I knew that this this was probably be theirs. Writing, okay, yeah. Josh Griffin said Bitch, I ain't going nowhere. Y'all kiss my ass. That's what he said. What you, okay, if, he, if, he could, if he could say what he really wanted to say, y'all motherfuckers, he would have said, Who, who's standing here now? But look. I ain't calling for his resignation no more. He going to be look, on that show. It's just, it's look, what it he is ain't going nowhere unless he said, I'm quitting, or somebody at CBS said, you got to go. But, you know, he knew he was going to 
you know how to pick a reel, you know how to pick the script, and like this episode had Emmy. Uh, when I tell real, you, if I was the Amanda Bill, if I was Amanda Bill, I would be scheming the plot. I'll get rid of that bitch. I, mean, <laughs> I will find my way to get that big back bitch out of the way and taking that award. I'm like, no, Amanda Bill, that is your award, baby. You take well, okay. Your- if I was Amanda Bill, I would be taking side meeting with Steve Kent and Margot Wayne. Could I, child? Please, I would have no, got Josh to pop that was, motherfucker. I wasn't surprised by the win because that that I mean that that episode screamed Emmy bait and like the yeah. mm-hmm. or that it just they, the Emmy. And then of course he did it right because you know you know how much he yeah. had a hard nut for the character of Chelsea. So of course. Oh yeah, it's right. so odd to so, me. That's just odd. It, it, it's so like odd. you, I, I you like love this character so much, but you have no idea how to write this character. But you love her so much. Chelsea's that's not meant so to be a hero. She's meant to be a scheming bitch that's a little nutty. Yeah, Missy, Missy so even failed at that. Like because they did the same thing on all my children. Annie sucked until the bitch got her here with nuts. That's what made her pop. Yeah, is what were you gonna say? No, it's just, it's so funny to me because th- this is nothing against Melissa Claire Egan, but Chelsea is a character that to me is, is, is totally expendable. It's just like she, she could leave tomorrow and it w- I wouldn't care. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, so it's just so funny to me that <laughs> she's got y'all the damn Emmy this year uh, for, you know, for a character to me that is completely expendable. Her and Chloe to me could go at any moment and I'll be like, oh, okay, bye. You know what I mean? So, but mm-hmm. that's not taken away from Melissa Claire against actress because I do believe that, you know, y'all know I have not been a fan of hers at all. But I will give credit where credit is due. She did her thing with the depression storyline. She did an amazing yeah, she's job. She's a great with actress, that work. but like I said, she yeah. excels at that with mental illness and scheme and yeah. stuff like that because Missy understands that. And right. but when they water Chelsea down and she just turns into Billy's cheerleader and making brownies for Connor, nobody wants to see that bullshit. Nobody yeah. wants to see that. Yeah. We want to see Chelsea locking the bitch in a cage and feeding the rats. We want to see Chelsea talking to her motherfucking self because the bitch is nuts. That's what we want to see. Yeah. Not just yeah, water down that version that Josh Griffith thinks she should be. Right. Like um, I wouldn't right. mind her with Billy, but it's just like. What's the point of her being with Billy if Johnny doesn't know how he was conceived? No, I, I do because I, I don't like the fact that, you know, they get together and Billy is the biggest cheerleader of his rapist. Like, it's still weird. I don't care. I mean, I don't care about that because they were almost married before um, Burgess Jenkins is in the role. Yeah. They got past that, but it doesn't matter if Billy got past. It doesn't matter. Who cares? This is about Johnny. Uh, Johnny needs to. Johnny and Connor need to learn what type of person their mother used to be. And I don't how know if I'm because of their grandfather. Apologist for a couple who lacks chemistry. I don't know if I'm on. No, no, I, no. What I'm just saying is, Casey. I'm just saying like that's built in drama. Johnny and Connor should know who their mother really is. No, it is. And I'm know not who their grandfather really I'm, is too. Like I'm, I'm not gonna support Billy and like she raped that man and his getting over it was saying oh Chelsea you wanted to you know throw yourself off a building so I'll forgive you so you don't go crazy again walk, but, but, walk, like I, but like I said though and that's why you need to see it through the lenses of the children like when Lucky found out that Luke raped Laura that's what I want when Johnny found out not Johnny when JJ found out that Jack raped his aunt Kayla that's what I want to see that because you can get over it all that but the kids don't I want to see it too, but I, I don't want to see Billy Abbott get over 
yeah, no, that's gross. But Alan, let's go to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on these two wins? Uh, I expected it for GH because, you know, the both just, oh, they are far. We'll overlap. Okay. And the other rest is like I said, most Korean won that man is Emmy. And probably next year, he's going to win another one for either Sharon Chris, Mel Thomas Scott. He's probably going to submit one of those episodes. So, yeah, another example of an actress winning Emmy for Josh Fairfax. Definitely. Well, let's move on to the first set of acting awards, Outstanding Guest Performer in a Drama Series. The nominees, once again, were Steve Burton as Harris Michaels, Beyond Salem, Chapter 2, Cassandra Creech as Grace Buckingham, The Bold and the Beautiful, Robert Newman as Ashlyn Locke, The Young and the Restless, Kevin Speartas as Craig Wesley on Days of Our Lives, and Allie Mills as Heather Weber, General Hospital. Allie Mills won that award. And then heading over to Outstanding Younger Performer in a Drama Series, the nominees were Carrie Christopher as Thomas Demera, Days of Our Lives, Henry Joseph Samiri as Douglas Forrester, The Bold and the Beautiful, and Ina McCoy as Jocelyn Jacks, General Hospital, and Ida McCoy took this award. So, Chaz, let's start out with you. What did you think of Ida McCoy and Allie Mills taking home the gold for these categories? Yay, Allie Mills. Congratulations, Ida McCoy. Really happy for Allie Mills. Um, Allie Mills has been sorely misused on Bold and Beautiful for years. Um, uh, doing wonky, stupid shit. That is not she. The, the actress Allie can do it, but they've been misusing her for years on that show. So I'm happy that she went to another show, used her properly, and they people she's getting awarded for her talents. Because one thing Allie Mills gonna do is act, and uh, I'm so happy for her for her win. Ida um, McCoy, I'm, I'm happy for her as well, but I, I really do appreciate and love that Allie Mills won because it's long overdue. Uh, I'm I'm thinking particularly back years ago um, when Betty White scenes with her Betty White and Susan Flannery. I think she should have been she should have won then um, for at least supporting because she was fantastic in those scenes. Um, but yeah, happy very happy for Allie Mills. Definitely, yeah, I'm happy for her too, and I think this was the right pick because to me, out of everybody there she was the best actor i mean this was like an award to me given to ally mills where they actually picked the best person among everybody i mean she outacted i'm just gonna be real y'all she outacted kevin she outacted robert she outacted cassandra she outacted well anybody can outact steve burton but um you know it's just she did amazing and she took a character that has been on the canvas for 45 years and took her own spin on it and kind of made me forget about the most famous person who played the role, even though I love Robin Matson, She's a freaking legend and one of the best to ever do it. But Allie Mills really killed this. And then to Ida McCoy, I think this was long overdue as well. She was freaking amazing as Jocelyn last year and continues to be um, her speech was beautiful. She looked beautiful. Um, I was very, very happy with these two wins. And honestly, they were my favorite wins of the night in terms of acting. Um, but 
Tiggs, let's go to you. What did you think of Allie and Eden sweep, uh, sweeping these categories? Oh, they were my two favorite wins of the night. Uh, Allie Mills, I've loved her since the Wonder Years and loved her on Bold when Brad would give her decent material. Um, <laughs> besides the damn lemon bars and shit. But yeah, she did a great job on GH. I know how I feel about Robin Matson, but she came in and said, Let's do this. And even she said this came at the perfect time because she's still grieving her husband. And she had an opportunity to, to flex her muscles and have something positive to think about and work on. And now she got recognized for it. Like she, she's been around for a minute. You know, not only is she a great actress when it comes to daytime, but she's an iconic TV mom too. So, you know, she's up there with Judith Light and 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 Joanna Kearns and and Felicia Rashad, you know, so it was long overdue. I'm so happy for her. Eden McCoy, love you, Peanut. I'm so happy for her. It's well deserved. She's been on the show for eight years. The girl always turns it in. She always puts in work, and I think this was needed. You know, she just lost her mom, and it, it's given her something to look forward to and be happy about, and hopefully that Emmy takes a little bit of the sting out, just a little bit, because as someone who knows, it never goes away, but it does get better. And you can get through it and you'll be okay. So yeah, they were definitely my favorite wheels of the night. <laughs> nice. And then Alan, let's go to you, these GH ladies. What do you think? I agree with both of you, but here wins the night. Allie took... Heather made her own great recast and inspired recast because I wouldn't even think of her for that role. And Eden, yes, she definitely deserved it. She looked great. And the season of Jocelyn, because she submitted the season of Jocelyn after she found out about sex is being released. Yeah, the scenes with Carly, yeah. Those scenes were great. She deserved her award. I know people were like, why didn't she talk about her fellow nominees on during her speech? She's not required to fucking do that. Those kids are obviously upset, visibly upset, but whatever. Who cares about Lem? It's the parents of the comfort Lem, not her. And she's she's mentioned the, her fellow nominees, Carrie and the guy who plays, the other kid who plays Douglas, what's his name, I forget his name, before. So it's not her job to fucking comfort him. She's in her moment, she's going to talk about her dead mother who just died. She's not going to be like, oh, boys, well, nominees with such fellow, not great fellow nominees. No, she doesn't have to do that. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, I just want to say that in that category, that young performer category, yes, there were only three actors, but it could have gone to anybody. I mean, that was a really good category. Carrie, Henry, Eden, they all acted their butts off like they were doing amazing work. Um, I really felt the emotion with Thomas grieving his mother and his father kind of losing it. I thought the boy who played Douglas did great exposing Thomas in front of everybody. But at the end of the day, it is an acting award. And the kids should be very proud of how far they got. I mean, they became Emmy nominees. Emmy nominees at their age. That is remarkable. Mm -hmm. um, and Eden walked away with it. And she did amazing. Um, and her win was so well deserved. Uh, Rodrigo, let's go to you though. What are your thoughts on these two women? Well, hats off, 
kudos to Ellie Mills, most definitely. Um, I think that was the one of the wins of the night for me was her. Uh, she looked amazing. Like I loved her funky style. Like she was just genuinely happy. She shouted out her bold family and then you know the GH family. Um, I loved her Heather Weber. I never thought she'd be able to take this iconic role and make it her own. Like I said in one of our earlier podcasts, she made me like myself too. Case I, I did not think of Robin Madsen one minute as Allie was playing this part. I was just like, and that is amazing. That is very hard to do, and she just made this character her own. I hopefully. With Chris and Dan back, I would love to see a little bit more Heather now that maybe Esme may be getting her come up in since she's getting her little memory back. So I would like to see that played out. Uh, Eden McCoy, oh, that's that's our baby, Eden. Oh, I was very excited for her. She was so genuinely happy. She's had a rough year as well as, you know, everything that's going on on the set of GH uh, that this past year. And she has held strong. And this was just the icing of the cake just to brighten up, you know, the darkness she may be going through right now. But that that was such a good win. Um, but yeah, those were the you know, two of my favorite wins of the night as well. Very nice. And Rodrigo, do you think we'll be seeing Allie Mills' Heather make a grand return next year? Yes. yes. I I without a doubt. You know, after this win, I think if Brad doesn't didn't wake up and be like, let me take her back, Brain's going to be like, I'm going to just use her because at least she's being used on GH. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure at the after party, Frank was talking to her ass about coming back. The minute she won that fucking was too. <laughs> Okay. I ain't so got her doing I mean, there, there's so bars and stuff. I mean, what? Like, she needs to be anyway. Now I think Allie's gonna be like, I'm gonna stay right here in um, Port Charles because, like, at least I get. Allie, take it. your ass over to Port Charles. Don't worry about <laughs> no, the for real, in LA. like, because it's so hard like for her that. to do because yeah. outside of just Esme, you know, she can help with Esme. Ace is her grandson. If something does happen to Esme, she can terrorize Kevin and Laura because they're gonna be raising the baby. And then there's Stephen Lars. You know, we could always get a decent Stephen Lars recast. She's not doing nothing but serving up lemon bars and, mm -hmm. and being kooky and crazy. Yeah, you know, and, and that's that the All they will bring Pam back for, if Eric survives this mess, they'll just bring her back to go back and forth with Donna or some shit like that. Well, that yeah. like, I don't like you, Donna. They Who cares? They haven't bothered to bring her back for that entire story. You know, it's like such a slap in the face, I think, to the bold and beautiful history is like, why wouldn't Pam show up? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, why would Kristen or, uh, 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 well, because honey, don't, don't you remember they're on safari? They're not like, fuck your damn safari. I don't give a damn. If my daddy was sitting up there dying, I don't care if I'm close with him or they're not. They're on their Bill, Bill Bell was, Brad Bell was just being cheap. He didn't want to pay for Jacob Young and Tracy Melquire. And, and Colleen Dion, 
to come back. Okay, because Colleen told me to tell you, yeah, I'm doing those soap operas. I got my cardigan and my typewriter. So, no, nah, that what's that girl name who played her? Uh, dark hair girl, oh, Leslie King. Yeah, Leslie mm-hmm. King, Donna, she, she can bring home, she can do it. But yeah, it's just, exactly. it's just I, so stupid. I, I, I mean, I guess at this point, at this point. We we dealing with MAGA thorns, so we might well deal with MAGA Felicia. No, I was gonna I was gonna say you all you all need to quit that because <laughs> if everybody stayed home, then General Hospital's cast would be down to twenty two people and Rebecca Herbst. So y'all say that now, and I get it. Look, I am a Democrat. I'm gonna vote for Joe Biden again, but it's like this yeah, is crap. No other choice. <laughs> Amelia Heinley, look, Amelia Heinley is MAGA too. Susan Lucci, the biggest star we just honored, is MAGA too. So it's like, oh shit, stop telling me who these people are MAGA because I'm starting to look at them different. Don't tell me nobody else. <laughs> just, tell I'm, me nobody I'm trying. Else. To, I want my soap opera. I'm trying to tune out the world. Unless you like, you can go Rademacher, then you can go right in your swimming oh, pool. But no, I'm good on him. I'm good. It's, yeah, we don't need him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what's the name, Alex? Keep your ass over where you at. They ain't got nothing for you at all. They ain't got nothing for you. Exactly. But anyway, uh, let's move on to the supporting awards of the night, starting with Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. The nominees, once again, were Robert Gossett as Marshall Ashford, Nicholas Chavez as Spencer Cassidyne, Chad Duell as Michael Corinthos, Dan Fugarigal as E.J. DeMera, and John Lindstrom as Kevin Collins and Ryan Chamberlain. So the winner of this award was Robert Gossett from General Hospital. And then meanwhile, on the flip side, supporting actress, the nominees were Sonia Eddy as Epiphany Johnson, General Hospital, Krista Allen as Taylor Hayes, The Bold and the Beautiful, Stacey Hyduke as Kristen Demera, Days of Our Lives, Brooke Kerr as Portia Robinson, General Hospital, and Kelly Thabode as Britt Westbourne, General Hospital. And the winner of this award was a posthumous uh, receiving of the award for Sonia Eddy. So, Rodrigo, let's start with you. What did you think of the posthumous award to Sonia Eddy? And what did you think of Robert Gossett picking up supporting actor? Well, I wasn't surprised with Sonia's win. I, I, Kind of figured they were going to honor her uh, with a posthumous Emmy. Um, I was so glad to hear her name. I was so happy to see her castmate standing up. I wish the rest of this audience did the same thing, but that's not the story. Um, that's so rude. Get y'all lazy asses up. Man. Oh, that shit that's just... so rude. That irritated my soul. I don't, want to mean, I don't want to mean to bring negative, but that is the part of the show I hated. This woman won an Emmy, and she is not alive to see it. The GH cast has gone through so much shit this year, and y'all motherfuckers couldn't get out your ass for five seconds to honor this woman for five seconds out your seats. Y'all weren't doing nothing. But that's another story. Um, Robert Gossett, yes, he... Surprising win. He wasn't on my list to win, but when they played the clip of his win with Sonya, I gagged. I was I was moved by that because I had forgotten about the you know the moment between Marshall and Epiphany before she went to go take her MCAT. And 
it was so moving and beautiful. It was so per that moment was so perfect, and his speech was so moving. And I did not know this man's son had died this year as well. And and it's just a lot was packed into those two wins. But is he kin to Lou Gossett? I don't know. That's a good good question. I have no okay. idea. But this man, he is a veteran actor. Again, another prime time star. He was on. Um, what's that show with uh, Kira Sedgwick? Uh, the Closer, and then uh, Closer, yeah, and then, and then True Crime. Um, what's it? What's it called? Major, um, Major Crime. That's right, Major Crime. So he did the spinoff Major Crime. Uh, he's done a lot. That's of his cousin. That's Lou Gossett Jr. Cousin. Okay, there you go, Jazz. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, Jazz, right, just, just like black people, Jazz just be like, is, is they related? Yeah, I know, right? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. why I was like, oh, Jazz, 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 you might not have a lot of people that didn't deserve no plus. And he's a better daytime too because I mean, he was on yeah. passion. I love this guy. Yeah, he's been, this man has been around for years. He is a veteran. Y'all like, act like he just started working yesterday. This man is a veteran. So he he deserves his flowers. I was happy to see that mm -hmm. win with Sonya. So that that's that's just my opinion. I, I, that, was a, that was an unexpected moment when they play, which was really. Kind of cool when they play the clips in reverse and you see the clips as they're going on the stage. But in that moment, I thought it was perfect because it was showing at him when he Which, child, I got to be real. I did not like that. I felt that led to a very clunky, mismanaged show. Like It was weird. They should have done I, it that way. It was very odd. Well, Casey, I, I, said, I said that moment. That, that, I didn't say the other one. I said that <laughs> moment. Was just, just that yeah, moment. I like the, the very old school. Like I like the old school. You the know, clip. Shows, yeah. uh, Young and the Restless. Play, play, my, play my clip first, then let me and walk Y'all had, had time to play clips. Y'all had time to play motherfuckers. Clips. You had some stuff you could And meanwhile, the, the young and the, the fucking track. restless, my whole entire life gets 23 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> oh. And then you get them all on stage, you pan on them for five seconds and they go on. I'm like, oh, I said, okay. that's that's how we celebrate in 50 goddamn years of Bill Bell's. 50 years of work than people have put into that show, and you give 20. With that same explosion on that mm. damn. Adam's that explosion ah, again. Ah, anyway. Ah, well, congratulations to the black folks. Go black people. <laughs> I'm like, and, and I was happy to see my Catherine, but does every single reel every year need to end with the same goddamn, the same goddamn flashbacks? I'm like, walking up them damn steps with that damn explosion. And I take, I don't want to see that explosion no more. Take I'm it like, out. It happened five years ago. Let it go. Jesus Christ. Um, Anyway, where are we at? Uh, Alan, let's go to you. Uh, supporting actor and actress, what did you think? Well, I wasn't rooting for Robert to win supporting actor. I was rooting for Dan to win, but I wasn't displeased about it. I, after I saw the, on that clip, I was like, oh, okay, it makes sense that he won. And with Sonia, I was rooting for Stacey. 
Easy and Krista, but I understand why it's the only one. I'm happy for her. And the GA's got to feel that love, you know, the love, and of and he's not got to have that moment together because they all lost a coworker. They worked for like what 15, 16 years. So yeah, that was a nice moment. So pretty good wins. Not my favorites, but they're pretty good wins. Yeah, I was very happy that um, Sonya got that award. I thought it was a it was a very emotionally heavy way to start the show, you know, um, right out of the gate. And I thought the speech that was given in her honor, though it was short, it said everything it needed to say. Um, and it was very heartwarming to see her picture flash up, to see a little bit of her reel. Um, I think she's going to be so, so missed. Um, I think Robert Gossett, you know, like Alan said, I'm not displeased. Um, I thought the clip was very good. Um, I wasn't shocked he submitted those scenes. I remember those scenes very clearly. Um, but yeah, I really thought this was either going to go to Dan or John. Um, but, you know, we'll just see what happens next year, right? Um, takes... next, year, next year, Dan, go to lead because you committed Alicia Minshew. Right. Yeah, he's right. doing the Alicia Minshew. <laughs> so That's why you lost. That's why yeah. you lost. Cause this because this is two years if you gone the lead, he would have won lead. But this is not his category. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's not. And he is a strong act. I mean, forget very he's strong. a he is a very he could have wiped the floor with those nominees and lead actor had he submitted there. Um, and he could have taken a first place. Um, but Tiggs, did you get to react to supporting categories? I, I did not. Um okay, I'm happy that Sonya got her flowers in the end. I do think she only got it because this posthumous, I think, you know, not that it wasn't deserved, but I'm pretty sure Sonya wouldn't have won if she was still with us. But, um, because I wanted, I, I didn't want Kelly to win again. You got your Emmy, because I, sometimes I don't like repeat wins. No, you got one. Let somebody else get one. Um, yeah, but it was still nice. It was sweet. Robert Gossett, yeah, I like Robert Gossett. Yeah, can't stand Marshall. Can't stand had that, but he's a good actor. Um, so yeah, I wanted John Lindstrom or Dan Fugarigo. I wanted Brooke Huh or you know Stacey High Duke or Krista Allen, but you know, black folks won, so I can't argue with that. <laughs> Stacey High Duke, you too, bro. You too, Lisa Minshew. You are a lead. But I think I think what it is, Robert, they think that, they can you know, go they, on supporting and get that easier. Yeah, job. no, Please. and it's just no, and it's flex. also because you need the flex. They system. pop, they pop Kristen in and out so much, and maybe Stacy feels like you know because that was like no, baby, because when you are there, when you, you there, are you are lead. Okay, we've told her to her face, like when you there, bitch, you there. Well, yeah, because oh, when yeah. she is there, like, she goes on every day. Ron writes the hell out of Kristen. You know, not some of my favorite writing, but, like, he writes the hell out of her. Like, he uses that lady's guarantee front, back, side to side. So, yeah, it's like, go get your award. Like, you know, don't don't stop yourself from ever getting your award. If you led, okay. you led. Like, okay, could you see? You said something I said about Missy Egan. Missy Egan don't give a good goddamn. I don't give a fuck if all Chelsea did last year were breaking hang nails. 
Yeah. Missy gonna submit that shit and leave. She went for it. She went for it. Because let me and Ari has She said this was my episode. I should yeah. be leaving. She said Point this is it. my storyline, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, I love Missy Claire so fucking much. We need to get her. I, on do, I love her too. And like I said, I just I, they just need to utilize Chelsea the way she needs to be utilized, if she could be a part of truly a part of the tanks. Because Chelsea was up there being a the crazy bitch and scheming and being mean and nasty to people. We would like her. Exactly. Well, speaking of which, let's hop in to discuss the lead acting categories. Um, Mm. Outstanding lead actress in the drama series. The nominees, once again, (laughs) were Gates as Sharon Newman Rosales, The Young and the Restless. Melissa Claire Egan as Chelsea Lawson, The Young and the Restless. Jacqueline McKinnis Wood as Steffi Forrester Finnegan, The Bold and the Beautiful. Fanola Hughes as Anna Devane, General Hospital. And Michelle Stafford as Phyllis Summers, The Young and the Restless. Uh, taking this category for the win was Jacqueline McKinnis Wood. And then an outstanding lead actor in a drama series. Once again, the nominees were Torsten Kay as Rick Forrester, The Bold and the Beautiful. Maurice Bernard as Sunny Corinthos, General Hospital. Peter Bergman as Jack Abbott, The Young and the Restless. Billy Flynn as Chad Demera, Days of Our Lives. And Jason Thompson as Billy Abbott, The Young and the Restless. Taking this category with his very first daytime Emmy win for this category was Torsten Kay. So... Uh, this, um, you know what, D- Rodrigo, let's just go to you. I need some time to get my thoughts. He can't even get none now. He ain't got no words. He ain't got no words. He ain't got no words, Lord. Oh Lord, find the words to say, Lord, help him, Jesus. (laughs) So Rodrigo, (laughs) Rodrigo, if you can find him, by all means. But if not, I don't know. Pass the baton to Abbott. Girl, 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 girl. Um, you know that meme with that lady that can't say anything nice. She's like, "Be nice." I'm trying to find it. I'm finding it. Okay, beautiful gowns. I'm a so the bold and the beautiful one-two punch of the father-daughter witted the lead. Oh God! Okay, Jack and McKenna was like <laughs> this win doesn't Three. upset me. Get the win when she beat my more West, but it should. Because um, <laughs> she shouldn't have got that one either, mother. She shouldn't have got that one either. Because no, I don't know no, no. That no. What did I say? No, her being my mom was what, what for forever. I think that that Emmy was a question mark. I will forever stand on it. I'm sorry. Come at my mentions, and I don't care. No, me too. Um, like that one, like Taylor me. Swift winning over Aretha Franklin. What in the yeah, hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> But for this one, look, I got again. It was Emmy Bait one on one, like she did on today's episode. <laughs> she did on this episode. Is Steffi is shot and she is in the hospital and she is wailing and crying and she don't know what's going on. And Jack Wood, she has excelled in doing these type of scenes and right to her strengths, which are these type of scenes. And she will get those Emmy nominations because of these type of scenes. And three out of four times, Jacqueline McKenna Woods as one lead actress in this category. 
Um, oh Lord, I'm mercy. Mr. Claire Egan, I'm not a Chelsea fan. Everybody know I don't like that character. I have never loved that character, but the acting she did on that episode was number one, very triggering. Uh, number two, with the subject matter, because daytime usually does not tackle suicide. Um, they haven't tackled a real suicidal a suicide storyline in years. I think maybe Bold was the last one. To, no, they, yeah, Bold with that, that closeted boy that was had to crush him, uh, Thomas. But um, well, why R hasn't? What Young and Restless hasn't done it? I can't remember. Well, no, Probably. I mean y'all like well, no, Bold hell, Bold did that with Storm. With Storm, no, was, I'm I was saying yeah. Young and Arrested specifically. Young Arrested has died well, since probably the 80s or 90s. Yeah, that's the last. That's the last suicide story. Yeah. Well, 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 Nina, Nina, uh, Nina tried to kill herself over Ryan. Yeah, I remember when she put the gun to her head, yeah. she was about to blast herself. That's right. you know, that's that's the edge they took it. You know, with Young and Arrested with that, but. I I thought Missy was going to take this or even Fanola because Fanola has not won since 91 and she wasn't even in the country to receive that Emmy. So I thought, and she wasn't even at the show that night either. So um, so <laughs> so she wasn't even there, but couldn't have been Missy or Fanola. But just, I could I could have took some names off of this category and replaced Hey, Michelle them. Stafford. Michelle, you didn't have to be on here, baby. It could it had At to be all. Susan Walters should have been on here. Stacey Hydo should have been on this category. You could have had a stronger category. Sharon Kay's baby, I love you, boo. I love you, baby. Maybe next year. Um, but anyway, uh lead actor. Look, I'm not surprised Orson K was rewarded for that. It was I only a matter of time. It was a matter of time. I told y'all on this there on this podcast, they are waiting to reward this man a lifetime. Cause he has been in the, let's be real. This man has been in the soap opera game since 1995, I believe, when he came on Patrick. And when he went on to Port Charles, then he went to All My Children. So he has the Emmy voters there because of his history. Could he act on those shows? He could act. He oh, could he act. Was great. Oh, Charles. He could act, especially for Charles. Oh, okay. Charles for me was my favorite role. For I know me. this I is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I adored Zach and Kendall on all my shows, and I'm sorry you all I did. Right. Um, but okay. I like Ian. I love this Ian. Um, but Thorson is a good actor. He may not be Rich Forrester, but when they give him material to act, this man can act. Now, nah, but when he's bored, he is bored. But the scenes he submitted were actually some—they were good, meaty, meaty scenes that I can see someone winning the Emmy for. Um, the rest of the guys, like I had either Peter Bergman or Maurice taking this. Um, Billy, I didn't even see you. I mean. I like to see the backside of you, but this, I just don't, I just wasn't, <laughs> I didn't care about the grief or anything. Abigail, this murder mystery is so bad. I didn't care about the grief um, unless you were Kate McLean or. Um, 
Okay, where was she in the guest? Yeah, uh, Katie could have been here. Even support. I could have put her in supporting. Yeah, she where was she? Material because it actually gave her a little story after that with her drug with the drug addiction and what with the so, drugs. Yeah, so she could have been in supporting and won that. But yeah, um, yeah. But Thorsten, you know what? I know that his win set Twitter on fire. I get it. <laughs> I really get it. And the press but, room, apparently. The press room, everybody was like, mm, but... Who? Who won that? At this point, with this man being in this game this long, yeah, he was going to get his Emmy one day, and they gave it to him. So, I mean, I he's, been, he's been playing this role for 10 years. It was his 10th year anniversary. He's playing Ridge, and he gets an Emmy. So, hey. And he's I, at home in his Detroit Red Rings jersey, I bet. He was probably walking on the couch Susan. with Susan them and the kids. Is he from Detroit? No, I, I just know he's a big Detroit Red Wings fan because I know all my children he used to wear that jersey all the damn time. Oh, the day. <laughs> oh, that's Let me go look. But Let me he find is a real life hockey guy. Oh, yeah, he, he's big, he's big in the hockey. Like, yeah. Torsten will incorporate that into every character he plays. Torsten yeah, loves he hockey. He incorporates that into every fucking character he plays. I think, like, my thing is, is that with Torsten, looking back, okay, looking back, I was not as upset as I was that night that I watched it live. Like, Tiggs and I watched it. Jackie and uh, Torsten, we were doing the over FaceTime and I saw the scenes and I took kind of a step back and I was like, well, you know what? He actually didn't do bad in those scenes, regardless of how I feel about Ridge and his portrayal of Ridge. He'll never be Ridge to me, whatever. But if I just look at the scenes and just the acting of them, they were scenes like Rodrigo said that I can see somebody getting an Emmy for However, I was just disappointed because this was the resurgence of Peter Bergman last year to me. I felt as though after years of being caught in horrible storylines and relationships that make no sense and were Kimless, finally we got the resurgence of Peter Bergman. Nobody can drop a tear like that motherfucker. I think Kim Zimmer might have learned from Peter Bergman. I'm just going to be real because... When Peter gets snot nosed and you know, mm-hmm. oh my god, and it goes he, all the way back to all my children. That's my mom. All the way back, stand. all the way back. My uh, mama couldn't stand Cliff yeah. because he was always crying over Nita. She couldn't stand Cliff, Cliff home, but she loved yeah. Peter Bergman as Jack. So I, that was just really disappointing to me to see him not get it for the year. I mean, like Peter gets the nomination every year, but like this was the year. Um and then with Bold and Beautiful and Lead Actress. Jazz, you're going to get me in trouble. I You know how to do You better be careful. These Twitter people come after you. A fan club on the tacky Oh my lord. <laughs> Y'all have me honey, not the sitters, honey. Don't want the sitters after you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it. Oh, <laughs> uh, put your account on private. <laughs> so I <laughs> I admitted uh, <laughs> oh god. Um uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. Um I admitted full well that I think 
Jackie did good in her scenes. I think Jackie grew a lot from the lady we once knew. Um, there was a lot of growth in her acting. My issue is, is that I just think Melissa should have been up there. Um, I mean, shout out to Sharon Case. Love our girl forever. Um, shout out to Fanola Hughes. Wonderful. Um, but I think Melissa really should have been up there. I think the attention to detail Missy Claire put into her work, I think the level of emotion, she was not over the top. She was not going to do these histrionics. She was, the woman went out there and talked to real survivors of attempted suicide. It, was very old school soap opera the way she approached it. She approached it as an actress. Second, yes, and a human being first. And I just think that I don't know as an Emmy voter whether you watch two minutes of the clip or the whole clip how you cannot look at that and decide that that's not the one. It's just, I and I understand Jackie Wood has her fans. That's great. And she should. I mean, to her credit, this lady has led the show for many, many, many years now. She is in a red hot pairing. There is no denying the popularity of Sin, um, even though it's made up of two very rough around the edge actors. But... I just, when do we put down, <laughs> when do we put away the fan service and actually look at the acting ability as fans, not as the people who actually judge them? When do we do that as fans? Because it's just like, and I know everybody feels different, but again, put away who you love the most. Because Missy Claire is not even the actress I love the most in this category. It's Sharon Case and then Fanola. But it's like, put that away and actually look with an eye for acting. And to me, Melissa Claire Egan did the best job in that entire category. That That is where I, I will leave it. Um Higgs, what about you? Your thoughts on outstanding lead performers? Uh, Torsten is a good actor. I'm like y'all, my favorite character he ever played was Ian Thorne, Hard Off Court Charles. I adored Ian, him and Eve were the shit. I hated Zack Slater. I knew he was popular, but I hated that character. That uh, a character named Zack Slater? I, yeah. We all know my, my children. Chaz, he was, was on. It, was, it wasn't his real name. His name was Alex. Yeah, no, it wasn't his real name. No, yeah, it wasn't his real name. Yeah, it was a whole convoluted mess. Um, okay. Well, Chaz, I was like, he I was, was, like, somebody no, watching. Uh... <laughs> no, he was really. No, no, he, he was really like a Cambius and the Cambius family. His brother raped Bianca and all that jazz. And his daddy yeah, played Kim Dixie. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, he's always been a great actor. 
but he's never been rich. He's never felt like rich. I don't feel any connection when he's in scenes with Steffi or, or Thomas or Eric or Brooke. I don't feel anything. I, I feel nothing. I He's a good actor. I'm sure he submitted a decent reel. So I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. I guess it was better than Billy Flynn winning because I don't even know why the fuck he was up there because you can do a motherfucking thing during that storyline. Casey Moss and Katie McShane did the heavy lifting with that shit because even goddamn Matthew Ashford was throwing that shit in. That's because he knew this bullshit and Abigail going to be back in 18 months. Shit. But um, yeah, Katie McClain could have been up there because like the Billy Flynn, like I said, Casey Moss did the damn thing. Casey Moss came back for three episodes snot nose crying about Abigail and I felt that. Billy Flynn went on a tirade for six months. And I'm just like, and I and, and that's why I knew it. The minute we find out Abigail's being killed off, I'm like, Billy Flynn is gonna carry for six months, and I ain't gonna give two fucks about it. And that's what happened. Um uh, yeah, Torsten, congrats. And Jackie, Jackie has come a long way as an actress, but you ain't more West. You ain't sharing K's good. You ain't feeling all the huge good. Let's just put a thing. Let's just make a thing a thing. All the Steffi fans, y'all can come to my Twitter. I don't give a goddamn. I like the character of Steffi. I love Jacqueline McKinnis Wood. But she has not. No. No. You're not Arian Zucker good. You're not Maura West good. You ain't Laura Wright good. You just not. Give her maybe another five years. Maybe. Maybe. But right now, she not. It just feels like she got that because she the leader of the show. That's what it feels like, because it's just like, because she, she definitely don't take after her grandmother. Because uh -uh. goddamn it, Susan Flannery was on every motherfucking day. On. Well, and I'm just so, like, on, well, allegedly, <laughs> I wonder if this is still the way it is, but I remember years ago, allegedly, a behind the scenes person who handles press for the bold and the beautiful was an Emmy judge. And I wonder if that's still the case. Um, I just feel as though there's a lot of people in Jacqueline's corner because it's mm -hmm. just, it's becoming very, if this is her first Emmy. If this is her first Emmy, I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna let the baby cook. But I'm going to let her cook. This is her first Emmy. But for this to be her motherfucking third? Third? Uh -uh. In five years. And then for her to get them back-to-back. -back. Susan Flannery earned three Emmys for that motherfucking show, and it wasn't back-to-back. -back. And she so deserved it. Like, one of them. Okay. Well, Adrian Franz got, like, two. Now, I'm going to so tell you I'm, a motherfucker who won back-to-back -back that deserved it. That goddamn Jennifer Finnick. I'm going to tell you who the fuck it was. Yeah, Jennifer showed her ass for three motherfucking years from 2001 to 2004 and earned every last one of them motherfucking years. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I just me and Casey was watching, and I didn't want to spoil the case, so I was just like, "Child, oh yeah." Because I, was, <laughs> That's all I, could say. I was like a minute behind for some reason. Like my live feed on Paramount Plus was like a minute behind for some reason. It was weird. Oh yeah, because but, no, because I, I was I was using my boyfriend's YouTube TV, so I was actually watching it on TV. So that's probably why it was delayed because you were streaming it, probably. and I I mean I was streaming it too, and I was yeah, you know the streaming well, because, like, yeah, like, they had delays. We, we were in the group chat, and 
Y'all was shouting out the winners before I even fucking saw it. I was like, damn. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry, <laughs> sorry Well, that's why some of my because some of my comments, y'all be like, what are you talking about? And I was like, Goodbye. <laughs> I think I think I actually I know Casey you ain't coming, but I'm just gonna go anyway. Um I, I think you know, I came to me, I was like, I cannot believe this shit. <laughs> Something like that in the group chat. I'm addicted. And, and, and this is coming from the this is this is the bell soap person. Like Chaz is our bell soap historian. Uh, yeah, and it's just I'm like for Chaz to be like, person. oh girl, because Chaz, no, like you know, yes, bold be on bold no bullshit, bell. but we don't never take that away from the act. You know what I'm saying? No, no, and it's they, just they're like, there to do a job. They're there to yeah. do a job, and I, you said it perfectly. There are actresses that have been on these shows for years that don't have Emmys at all that have maybe one. In the last five years, she's won three Emmys. It's like, how the fuck Catherine Kelly Lane ain't got a motherfucking Emmy, but Jacqueline McKinnis will have got three. I don't know. Somebody ain't doing the math right. Because at this point, she she won't have to get a goddamn lifetime achievement or Emmy like Susan Lucci at this motherfucking point. McCook's got an Emmy. Uh, Kay got an Emmy. Woods got it. But not Heather Tom got six. Catherine Caroline was okay doing the show. Okay oh, with Heather Day one. Six, but oh, no, I'm saying, no, no, I'm just saying, where is Catherine Caroline? When is she going to get her dude? When is she going right, to get her Right, because it's like, the way we going, shit, if Jacqueline McKinnis, we're going to have on motherfucking Emmys and Erica motherfucking Slayzak. Like, have you lost your rabbit ass mind? Like the scene the what other day with Catherine Caroline and John McCoy, Eric and Brooke, Eric, Brooke by Eric's bedside, and that little moment, Catherine Caroline did not have to say a fucking goddamn word. It's her emotions, and this, it was the history being played between these two actors in that mm-hmm. moment. And she she sold that like the professional she is. She has been on the show since day one. Day one. She's been and she's always been good, because people used to talk yes. shit about Catherine Kelly Lane's act. I'm like, I'm looking back at these episodes, and she was always decent. Her and Ron Moss. So if I'm you can go ahead I, I, I find head that, and stick yeah, with Susan Flannery. I'm at the beginning Flannery. of like, Eric right now. And I'm just like... If you can stick I with Susan Flannery, Flannery all but those yeah. years, if you can stick with Susan Flannery, and Susan Flannery used to give her her dues, and it's like, Catherine... But exactly, because here. they became such good friends in real yeah. life. You know, you know they, would, they would run lines together. She'd be like, okay, Catherine, when I smack you, you do this. You, you when I call not. you a bitch, you do this. Yeah, you can't not be under an actress, an actor that's extremely great and not get better. You just can't do it. Like, it, it, you just okay. gotta try, be, have to try to not be. Like, you can't be under Susan Flannery and not get better. Mara West, you can't mm-hmm. be under these people and not get better. They make the scenes better. I, yeah, I, we've I'm, seen I'm it happy. over and over here. I, I we saw it on really God well. and Light. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, I think you said it really well. I mean, if this was our first one, fine. I get it. Yes, she deserves it. Clap it up, whatever. But forever, these last two, ma'am, what in the hell are we looking at? Like you are. This is this is the Emmy in a hole of soap all of daytime. You are the best actress at that moment in time for whatever you submitted for that year. And I saw the other people that was up there, and I know, and I saw the scenes that I think that the um, two of her colleagues submitted. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. And everybody, no, ma'am. what was funny to me is everybody found this tweet from October of this one person who said, oh, Jackie will never win an Emmy 
with Tanner Novlin as her scene partner. And everybody was like, see, see, she did it. See what happened? She did it. You lied. I bet you're a clown now. Um, her scenes she won the Emmy for were with Scott Clifton. Exactly. Yeah. So they won Exactly, because y'all know goddamn well. Even, even Jackie know. Even Jackie know. Jackie know, like, Tana is pretty to look at, but she ain't submitting a motherfucking thing. She would have did something with Kimberly Brown, Scott Clifton. God damn it, she would have submitted some shit with a, a lamp post before she did that shit with Tana Novel. She would have did that shit with the hot dog. Shit. No, Jackie know better than that. Uh but for Thorsten, congratulations. Have a good we're, we're happy for you. That's all I got. Chad said, Chad said congratulations. Happy birthday. That's a dollar slow card. That's all I got for him. Cause no good and hell will. I'm not like yeah, he just, nah, nah, you it, it feels like I would just say, let me just say this. You guys have history with him and other roles. I do not. So I've only role that I have seen him in is Rich Forster, and he has not been Rich Forster since the day he took over that role. So it's very uh, and we all agree. Like, oh, congratulations. No, we, congratulations we all agree, Chaz, because Yeah, it's just like No, he, I don't no. Know. like I said, it's not it. Like Torsten is a great actor, but it's all about the writing too. And he is kind of like on that mess where, you know, if he bored with the story, he ain't mm-hmm. going to put his all into it. And then allegedly, he be the one bitching behind the scenes over the years about stories and all that stuff. Yeah, you bitching, but you ain't you ain't um turning down them residuals because uh-huh. you got Susan and them kids at home. And then the, the whole yeah, thing yeah. for the motherfucker to have the audacity to not even show up. You ain't even show up, motherfucker. You want him now. You want him now. What you what doing? Is that? You, you won the goddamn in. Not you, John Crawford. I'll have to accept this behind. I just that, that is so crazy to me. Like, like I say, he's a good actor, but it, it feels like if Ronald would have stuck to their guns and kept more west as Diane Jenkins. We all know how bomb more west is, but she was miscast in that role. Same yeah. thing with him. He was miscast in that role. That role could have went to Peter Reckle. That role could have went to Ted King. That role could have goddamn even went to Vincent Irizarry. There were plenty of people who could have been Ridge Forrester. And not once did Torsten Kane ever pop into my mind to be some fucking Ridge. <laughs> like, you, you got, like, look, why would I cast 57-year-old German-ass Torsten Kane Cause yeah, yeah, Chaz, that motherfucker ain't from Detroit. He was born in Germany. That motherfucker. That's why I looked, he should I be, looked it up. <laughs> no, he no, who he he should be Adam Newman. Shit, since him and goddamn uh, shit, Eric Braden German is a motherfucker. And Eric Braden would have said, "When did I? When did this happen? Why? How was Adam just like like sixty years old? Y'all Y'all gonna cast his German ass that's some seventy-one year old Ridge Forrester? Because Rob Moffat old as a motherfucker, he still good. But it's just like Adam is older than Nick and and and, and Victoria now. Adam is now older than thirty years. Oh, they could have cast a motherfucker as Matt Miller. Shit. But um, yeah, like 
Okay, hold on. We need to go to Alan. Oh my lord! Sorry, Alan. Go ahead. Your Sorry, recast Alan. privileges have been revoked. <laughs> I've revoked. Why is he Adam Newman? I bind your powers. Oh my I'm lord! Y'all gonna have to make Victor ninety. <laughs> yeah, I was well, going to say. Well, shit, he damn near is. God damn it. Eric Brady's going to be 80 motherfucking folks. You know, get hell well, that man could not play no damn Adam Newman. I'm like, what? Adam Newman. Well, I'm just saying, well, shit, he could have been Matt Miller. Shit. Adam now went to high school with Nicky Newman. I'm like, I'm oh, yeah, he did. Shit. I'm like, Adam was uh, uh, Nicky Newman's New World cult. Like, so he met Hope in 64, not 94. Well, well, no. shit, well, God damn it, because shit, hell. They got him old as hell. He's there with Mark Grossman, only 35, but he plays so much older. Because you think Adam in his damn 40s, Nicholas and Victoria already get AARP. Shit. Man, they they close to it. Alan. Abby got damn 46. Alan, go ahead. Your reactions to Jackie and Torsten. Am I happy for them? Not really. Uh, <laughs> 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 a mess. Yeah, a mess. I can't say Jackie's win was not deserved because she did have good material, but did she need another Emmy? No. Did Torsten need an Emmy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Now, because he doesn't need to be on there because he's a funny ass actor. He only acts when he has like he's seen life so that the other days of the week he just completely checked out, but he can't even be bothered to fucking show up. He's just twirling an island or whatever. So fuck him. But yeah. Back to you, Casey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Alan is probably the one person I think that can make you feel like shit for beating cancer. Alan, I won my bill. Everything's great. Oh. Good for you. <laughs> I was going to say, you better look. I kept calling Alan's name and you kept interrupting him. I thought he was going to bite you or something. Okay. Can't shut the fuck up. Let me say what I got to say. <laughs> oh, but anyway, let's discuss the final award of the daytime Emmys, which is always outstanding daytime drama series. Once again, the nominees were The Bay, The Bold and the Beautiful, Days of Our Lives, The Young and the Restless, and General Hospital. We General... gotta start watching The Bay, y'all. We gotta start watching The Bay, because no, they're always I'm, on I'm, I've, I've tried it. It's no. a, um, General Hospital. <laughs> okay. Or <laughs> no. uh, For the uh, Rodrigo, what was it? 16th or 17th time they took I, this one. I think this is number Seventeen, right? 17, like, yeah, the best drama. Yeah, like it's it's been a while, child. Uh, but Rodrigo, go ahead and tell us your thoughts on GH taking home the big award of the night. Well, look, I I picked GH. I mean, well, I didn't pick that. Yeah, I did pick GH. Yeah, you did. Uh, mm -hmm. Um, just because of the strength of the Greenland Adventures and the Victor versus the world and uh, the return to that was this year. We're talking about last year. Last year, what the fuck was last? Year? Oh, Holly. Okay, Holly's. Last year they submitted Holly. Yeah. Okay, Holly, Burning. I mean, I kind of like out of all the Holly returns, that one was actually my favorite because they actually like built a story around it. Um. 
and it kind of it made better sense than those other returns she did. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I did like the little fake out, whatever. And I was like, oh, what are they gonna do with Holly? I know Holly ain't trying to like do shit to Laura, all this, but it was, it was, you know, it was cutesy, whatever. But GH just has a way of just. Again, Frank Valentini learned how to submit takes, but because because you remember the early days of Ron, they used to submit some bullshit ass tapes, and they always lost this category. But but Frank found a way, and was like, I know how to submit some tapes, so he knows how to pick some couple good episodes. So I'm not mad at this win. Now Frank, I don't know if they were serving. Um, were they serving drinks at the table? Honey, were they serving gummies? <laughs> I'm not I'm not specking, but Frank, you did look a little tired. I mean, <laughs> you look a little rusty up there. Like you had to He was bored to things. death with them damn hosts. That's what he was <laughs> bored of. Michelle and whoever that other motherfucker was, all bored. Kevin Frazier. No, no, actually, now y'all, y'all, y'all leave Kevin Frazier alone. Y'all leave Aunt I said what I said. That motherfucker was boring as hell, and his suit did not fit. Go ahead. I need the head was oiled. The lip gloss was popping, popping. Okay. <laughs> he did the like, He was ready to bend over for a white man that night. The big, <laughs> the, the big thing for me that night was when GH won. I'm like, damn, there's where lives got shut out of everything. They didn't win nothing. <gasps> they ain't win nothing. And they, 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 beat probably won, they probably won. They probably won best hairdresser or, or, or best parking lot pimp in the child, they, these no they beat themselves because between Beyonce, Lilo, <laughs> and Days, the Roddy team beat themselves and like losing to themselves. Like it's just Days was just the biggest loser tonight uh, of the night. Um, and that was just telling. But hey, it was a good win for GH. Um, I know there were those who were upset with Frank for not mentioning Jackie Zeman, which I understand. The immemorial was beautiful for her. That was beautiful. Um, but yeah, they could have done bad with that. But hey, I wasn't screaming about it the next day like other people were. But but it was a good win. Good win for GH. I think they'll probably take it again next year because this year, with the Greenland Adventure, Sprina, Sprina, New York, they have a plethora of it. Frank's got a plethora of scenes and stories like he could submit for next year's Evie. So I watch out for them again next year. So Tig's uh, General Hospital. They have gotten this award uh, from back to back to back now. And the last time they did that was 1996, uh, excuse me, 1995 through 1997. So what did you think of GH uh, getting consecutive wins three years in a row once again? They didn't win no creative. Like I said. You know, like I said, Frank Valentine knows how to pick out an Emmy. Hopefully somebody else wins next year. I'm tired of repetitive bullshit. Shake it up. Shit. Cause it gets boring when the same motherfuckers win. Shake it up. Um, but you know, we get it with GH. You know, that's Frank's claim to fame. That's the only reason he still got a fucking job at the mouse house. Cause the motherfucker knows how to put a pretty show on under budget. 
So it was no surprise. And he knows how to pick any real. But like I said, just like with Josh Griffith, they, they do these certain shows around the year because they know it's Amy Bay. So it, it ain't really hard. They, you know. Um, I, I think it should have been Beyonce. I, because, yeah. Because, like, yeah, that the, the, the bow on hope dance alone just, it, it should have been that. Because GH, eh. Mm. Yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, you could pick out a decent episode once a year, but all five episodes of Beyonce was fabulous. And yeah. They had, they had, uh, and I'm so surprised that, uh, like, with the guest performer, like, I am happy for Allie Mills, of course, but where the fuck was Loretta Devine? Stop playing in my face. Like, stop well, playing in my damn face. Like, but it's Christian Alfonso. Like, exactly. Like, stop playing in my motherfucking face. So, we'll, we'll all be back here in this position in about three months. Three or four <laughs> months. And we're and we going to see, you know, what we doing. Because, Natus, I'm going to tell you all right, motherfucking now. This shit was only in December because of the strikes. Don't pull no bullshit next year. It better be in fucking June like it always is. Don't pull no shit. You got six months. Get it together. Wrap it up. Clean it up, Cocor. <laughs> I don't want them playing no ookie-bookie shit. Um, personally, I thought, because we know the whole thing, Rodrigo and I discussed it on our show uh, two weeks ago, is that we all know when somebody goes a long time without winning this award, they usually do win it. So I was shocked B&B didn't take it home. I just think with B&B, it was a matter of picking the wrong episode. Um, what would they submit? Brad doesn't really know how to pick reels. I know what the one thing they didn't submit, which I think they should have, like I forgot what they submitted, but the one thing they didn't submit, which I think they should have, was the location shoot and the reuniting of Steffi and Finn on that bridge in Monte Carlo. I feel like they should have submitted that. I feel like that could have guaranteed them a win. Um, it was very dramatic. There was sweeping background music. It was a beautiful location shoot. Jacqueline looked beautiful. Um, Tanner looked okay. Um, <laughs> 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 I just Jacqueline think with the the music like, was wonderful. The sweeping of the music in the background. Jacqueline looked beautiful. Tanner looked okay. <laughs> Tanner was present. <laughs> I, yeah, Tanner was there. Um, he was but there. I he feel was as there. though Brad doesn't always know how to pick a reel. And I know that's crazy for me to say because he's been with the show since it started. But he just, I don't know. Um, happy for GH, though. Um, I think... You know, a bunch of people on Twitter were like, oh, GH gets best drama. It's not the best right now. This was for 2022. And, you know, also, uh, we were all raving about GH for the last four months of 2022. And they picked something from the last four months of 2022. So it was like the show was you know, must see for a moment. We were really amping up with the Anna story. Uh, we were bringing in all of these veterans. The veterans were leading the show. 
Um, it's just disappointing that that's not what it is right now. Um, and it is disappointing that, you know, May sweeps came along and the show fell apart when Spencer and Trina got back to Port Charles. But for that time, the show submitted that time and it won them. So they definitely deserve their win, I think. Um, Alan, what about you? What are your thoughts on best drama? I'm not mad about it. I guess they deserve it. But yeah, Bowling Beauty Award of One, if they were to submit to the Monte Carlo reunion episode, because that is something the other shows cannot do. They can go to fucking Monte Carlo. They can go to Rome. They can go to the beach, and that's about it. But yeah, they, Brad Bell is the dummy for not submitting that. He would have won. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing I actually got directing wrong. I do apologize for that, Alan. You just reminded me. For directing... General Hospital submitted the scenes of Carly and Drew on the beach. That's what I was going to say, because I'm like, I remember seeing really beautiful shots of the ocean, and I was like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Okay. Because I was like, I did see somebody on fire, though, but I didn't know what show that was for. Yeah, I think Holly- yeah, that, that was the GAs, but yeah, Chaz, they were supposed to be in Florida, but they was in California on the beach. They were on the same beach river. Oh, no. yeah, they were at the speed. <laughs> California. Um, it, was it was beautiful. Gowns, though. It was very beautiful. Though. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good shot. I do love beach scenes, so I, I ain't gonna lie. Anytime I see a beach scene on soap opera, you, you got give me a beach scene, I'm there. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's the only damn time I liked Lily Winters where her and Daniel was on that damn beach. Oh my God. Other than that, I ain't never liked that girl. Uh, you um, give me a beach scene, I like you. you. After you off the beach, I don't like your ass no more. Okay, well, Chaz, have you reacted to Best Drama yet? Um, they didn't go to none of the CBS soaps, so it's fine with me. <laughs> you one of the last year. Last God. year was terrible. The whole year was terrible. They had good scenes. The whole show was a mess. Both of them. Both of them. I can't I call like neither the one, one of them. The one thing... And I know this sounds weird. And I know you wanted to go big or go home. So you submitted the Chelsea stuff. But I think where YNR shot itself in the foot from winning this award, Outstanding Drama, or having a better shot was because it's overkill, right? Because you submit the Chelsea stuff for directing, for writing, for drama. It's in Jason Thompson's reel. It's a Missy Clear. That's too much. I think for Outstanding Drama, maybe they could have submitted the day Diane <laughs> gave the exposition of how she is alive and they did flashbacks and stuff. Um, or maybe they could have submitted the day where Jack remembers chemo. Um, it's just they should have submitted another part of the year. I don't think they should have gone overkill with every single category being the same thing. It's too much. Yeah, yeah, they could even. Right, yeah. I mean, but you, know you were limited, though. They were limited too because some of that shit was terrible. So it was they like, were, you but know. they could have even submitted the triple car accident. Like I don't know why they didn't submit the episode where Sharon found out Ray died, and then um, they could oh, have. I forgot all... about that. Yeah, yeah, they could have also that. done like that was the same episode. Victoria was in the cabin and everybody was looking for Victoria. Like that was really dramatic. So they could have done that. I just think it was overkill to solely rely on Chelsea's story. Like writing. I understand that is a great submission for writing. And I understand why they won, 
but it's too much to put it in all major categories. Um, yeah, and, and like it's just they just had Slim Pickens last year. Same thing with Bowl. They had Slim Pickens. It's like, okay, what do you submit up? Because I definitely didn't want to see them submitting Jason Thompson talking to his damn self again. You know, so it's just like it, it was Slim Pickens on Bowl. There's Slim Pickens on Young Arrestors. They submitted what they had. Um, and none of them worked. So, you know, hopefully this, like I said, them being back, you know, from strike, hopefully it'll light a fire up on their ass. Because well, from what I've been seeing, Ryan R has actually been good. You know, um, days have been good. I wouldn't say the whole thing. You know, with with the the family stuff and the stuff and with uh, Barbara. Not Barbara. What's that lady name? What's her name? Jordan. Oh. Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, so that's been good, but the rest of stuff still needs a shake up because the rest of it's been trash. But anyway, I digress. But I'm um, congratulations, General Hospital. I knew it had to be General Hospital or Hell the Bay or, or <laughs> Days of Our Lives. It wasn't gonna be one of those. I wasn't shocked that neither one of the Bell Soaps um, won because they wasn't didn't have a great It was not gonna be Dish Blah Blah. Uh, well, they didn't win nothing. I looked at the creative arts semis. They didn't even win hairdresser, craft services table. They didn't win nothing. Yeah. That's disheartening. Uh, Higgs, what are your thoughts? Uh, wait, you already gave yours. I'm sorry. Um, I think everybody <laughs> went. I think everybody did too. Yeah. So, hey, uh, he's going to land this plane. <laughs> Wrap it up, lady. Wrap it up. Without further ado, also congratulations to General Hospital. Mark Teschner and Lisa Booth took home the Creative Arts Emmy for Outstanding Casting, um, which is no longer Outstanding Casting in the drama series. It's just all over the place. And then congratulations to a huge amount of very talented people from The Bold and the Beautiful who took home the Creative Arts Emmy for Outstanding Costume Design and Styling. Uh, without further ado, Alan, where can our wait, 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 Casey, you forgot one person. What? La Lucci. Yeah, congratulations, Rodrigo. Where can they find you on Twitter? Oh no, no I'm playing. I'm <laughs> playing. <laughs> congratulations, Susan Lucci. We happy you won. No, it was La Lucci. Congratulations, you look good in your orange girl. She looked amazing. Congratulations, Susan Lucci. That was another favorite of mine of the night. It was Uh-oh. probably honestly, it was probably the best thing of the night. I'm I'm just gonna be real. And, and and it just reminded it reminded ABC that they're fucking idiots. Yeah. So yes. The clips are great. It was great to see Eden Regal again. It was great to see just her <laughs> she shouted out her former coaster like Peter Bergman and all the people she went through. Oh my oh. It was a good speech. I, oh, and, I and another another moment of the night was Stephen Nichols remembering Tyler Chris. Oh I yes, that. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was good. I like that. I didn't even know him, and I, I enjoyed that. That was a great. And I remember that moment with Tyler won the Emmy, and when he mentioned the book and shouted out Stephen and whatnot. So it was, oh, that was a great moment. Good moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I can't believe y'all forgot Nancy Frangioni. In the in memoriam, that was a that, bit of an oversight. Okay, that that in memoriam was stupid because how you gonna have Liz Hubbard on there, but then sad list that she was on the uh as the world turn. That didn't yeah, make any sense. That. Right, her most popular role. Talking about the damn doctor. What? 
Andrea Evans had for passions. I was like, for passion? That, what? For passions? <laughs> All right, girl. <laughs> Y'all could have put her down for at least both. She's young and the wrestlers. <laughs> like, That's like they listening to somebody for shit. They said That's like listening to passion. That's like listening to somebody for Silk Stockings or something. Like, why, why would you be Oh, there? I love that Silk Stockings. Oh. Well, it could have been, yeah, it could have been uh, Tawny at least. Shit, yeah, you could have mentioned that. Somebody. Casey, God damn. How the fuck do you even know what Silk Stockings is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, When did you discover that? Where, where, I don't even know where they where are. They I swear, Casey is a 73-year-old woman trapped in a 24-year-old's body. How the fuck do you remember Silk Stockings? Stockings. <laughs> I remember oh that. I remember the theme song. It's been <sighs> lady whispering. <laughs> anyway, um, Rodrigo, where can our listeners I find you? I have had a drink or two. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That wine, that wine fridge is getting some use. Okay. Chad said, I'm going to need a bigger slug. I'm going to get fucked up. I'm on vacation. At Rodrigo's okay. Very good. Um, Chad said, I ain't drunk. I'm on vacation. <laughs> I'm on vacation. You're not drunk unless you got to work in the morning. Okay. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Alan. <laughs> oh, my God, you all. I just want to eat a cheese burrito for the bed. Alan, where the fuck can they find you on Twitter? <laughs> you can follow me, Alan Tereza. Thank you. Chaz, what about you? Chaz underscore not Charles. Thank you. <laughs> Troy. Uh-uh. Oh, we calling our government because we home. Oh, okay. Now he going to call you. Don't do that. Don't do that. They don't even know. They don't even know that man as Troy. Okay. My real name could be Devontae Bivens, goddammit, and your motherfucking ass. My, no, 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 y'all. My real name is Devonet Dix. That's my name. <laughs> that lady with the messed up. <laughs> oh my Damn lord! Devonet, what have you done? Okay, Stephanie, what the fuck off on her? She said, "Your face is evil. Your breath is evil. Everything about you is evil. evil. You are evil." <laughs> with I that punk ass that. mushroom wig she had on. <laughs> Looking like Tony ah! from Mario. Get your ass out of here. Yo, nasty you, bitch. Girl. Fall in love with your play, bro. Oh, Thorne. He's going to fix my face, Thorne. He saw, she saw him pushing up on Katie and said, all right, fuck it. He got to go, too. Oh. <laughs> she said, damn it, damn it. <laughs> Anyway, you can all find me underscore K1990. You can find our show oh, on Twitter. Susan Flannery. Shout out to Susan Flannery. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Katie. Hey, great. You can find us on Twitter <laughs> at and us on Facebook at Show Podcast. We wish everybody a very happy holidays and a happy new year, and we'll see all of you in 2024. Bye, Bye y'all. Merry Bye. Christmas. We love you. All I want for Christmas is you. We know what you want for Christmas, Chaz. What I want for yeah, is you. 